Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who he's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. We're all experiencing this season together. So for us to be together and sort of glean from each other, we don't take it lightly. Absolutely. So we just want to say thank you for joining us. Thank you. Um, And again, welcome to, you know, anybody new that is joining us for the first time. Um, You know, this is just to encourage us to get us in the place with God that we need to be. And boy, do we need God now more than ever. We need our focus and our attention to be taken away from everything that is jockeying for it. Like there's a battle for our attention right now. And um, God is still on the throne. We often say it almost every week. God is not surprised by anything that's going on. Um, He's confidently on the throne. And the more, the closer we get to God, the more safe we're going to feel amidst all this craziness. So um, I'm going to pray to start us out. And then we'll go ahead and share with you guys what the Lord has placed on our hearts. And then um, we'll go from there. So, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you, Lord, that we are here. And it's not because we've been so good. It's not because we've been protecting ourselves all that good. But it's because of your grace and your mercy and the fact that you still have an awesome purpose for our lives. We thank you. We thank you for every every person that is listening now. We thank you for their families. We thank you for the situation that you even have them in. Let them realize that they're not alone. I pray, Lord, that something would be said today that would encourage their hearts, that would draw them closer to you and remind them of your presence in their life. This is our prayer today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So last week, I remember saying something to you guys about pleasing God or allowing God to work through us to please him because only God can please himself. Right. And then I thought about it this week and I said, "Okay, but how how does that happen to tell someone to let someone else do something? It still is not saying how that takes place. And for somebody like me who can tend to be more on the type A personality where I have to feel like I have some control of -hmm. what's going on, that still is not telling me how to do that. So how do I relinquish control for God to be able to work in me and to do the things that are necessary to please him? John always says how our kids are in almost every example. There's at least one example from our kids because God speaks to us through our kids. So Definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, an instance with Noah, really both of them, Noah and Tori, but uh, Noah this week, he uh, set out in the morning to have a good day. And he told himself, he said, I'm going to have a good day. I'm going to make sure I'm nice to everybody. I'm going to make sure I do everything I'm supposed to do. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to come down, make everybody breakfast. So he set out to have a good day. He had had planned to have a good day. Now, this helped him, though, because he had horrible days before. Right. So he had already been struggling. So he had made up in his mind, today is my day. I'm going to make sure I have a good day and I'm going to do everything right. Mm Mm-hmm. So he goes, he gets dressed, he uh, makes breakfast, 
And no sooner than he begins to start the day, he gets into he gets into it with his sister. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking maybe a half an hour after he set out to have a good day. He gets into it with his sister. And the first response he has is, see, man, I tried to have a good day. I wanted I set out to have a good day. And no sooner than he tried, he failed. And that was the example that I wanted to give last week, because anytime we try within ourselves to have a good day, a good day, we will fail. Mm -hmm. Just like Noah, we will fail because Mm -hmm. we're doing it in our own strength. Mm -hmm. And so when I was thinking about that this week and and, and meditating on it, I was like, well, then how, how do you relay that to somebody for them to relinquish control and let God do it in them. And the scripture came to me uh, in Romans, Romans 12, 1 and 2, which basically says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren. So in other words, I beg you, I'm, I'm imploring you, I'm asking you, brethren, therefore, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service. That's the least we can do. And the second verse says, and be not conformed to this world. And this right here is what is the determining factor. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Mm. So how are we able to live out what is set out for us to do? How are we able to live this life? Because the truth is we're in our flesh. Mm-hmm. We're experiencing this world and our life in our flesh. Mm-hmm. So because of that, and because we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity in sin, did our mothers conceive us? We we're all always going to have that sinful nature. Yeah. And our sinful flesh is always going to be at war with our spirit. So how is it that we're able to please God and live out the life that he's requiring us to live is through the renewing of our mind. Mm -hmm. That's the only way we're going to be able to live an acceptable life, to present our bodies as living sacrifices, to not be conformed to this world, because this world, the world we live in, the society that we're in. It beckons us. Yeah. It calls us. Draws us. It draws us in Mm -hmm. through entertainment, through the media, media, through through our desires, the less of the flesh, the less of the eye, the pride of life. It's constantly telling us we don't have enough of something. We're not enough of something. We need more of this. We need to look more like this. We need to possess more of these things. The only way we're not going to be conformed to the world is through the renewing of our mind. Amen. If you think about your actions, the actions come from your thoughts. And it's often said, when you think about something, after a while, you start to act on what you were thinking about. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking about being mad about something or mad at somebody, when you see them, those actions oh, yeah. start to, you start to feel because something. you've been thinking about being mad right. at that person or even take it this way. You've been thinking about uh, sweet potato pie. I've been thinking about 
eaten a slice of sweet potato pie. The more I think about it, I'm going to go to the store, either buy a sweet potato pie or I'm going to get the stuff and I'm going to make it myself because I've been thinking about it so long that it becomes a part of me. But see, that that also goes into a scripture, you know, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So the things that we germinate in our mind over and over and over and over again, and even the things that bypass our will. So there's some things that subliminally we're thinking about over and over again. Those that's starting to break down your resistance for things. And now you find yourself doing things almost impulsively when you were really it was really turning over in your heart and your mind all that times. And that's so true. Mm -hmm. That's so true. In meditating this week, that's what came to me Mm. and, and what I've been thinking about, like the fact that, you know, for somebody like me, I would need to for somebody to tell me, okay, well, how does that how do I let God Mm work in me like mm. how how can that happen and it's through the renewing of your mind and i thought about okay so what does renewal mean what does it mean to renew mm-hmm. the definition of renew is to make like new so not new but to make like new to restore to freshness mm. vigor or perfection so re as in over and over again and new as in making something new for the first time that implies that you got to a certain place and you may have for whatever reason fallen away and now you're deciding to get back to that place Mm. so the thing about us as human beings living this life out and the example that i gave with noah Mm -hmm. we're going to make mistakes absolutely And that's why the blood of Jesus is so important, because that's really what God when God sees us and we've accepted Christ and we've applied his blood to our life. That's what God is seeing. That's the only thing that's allowing us a free pass. That's Mm -hmm. the get out of jail card is the blood of Jesus. Aside from that, we're doomed. So us and ourselves are going to make mistakes. It's the blood of Jesus that's been applied to our lives that allows God to say, okay, now move on. You made a mistake. Now move on. So the renewing of your mind means the constant. I'll say it again. The constant reprogramming and the constant reminding yourself. And how has that happened? Through the word of God. Can I just, and it, this is so good because I think this is really helping people. When people think about church and people think about God, they think, they think about trying to be perfect in their own strength. You know, like, okay, I got to do this and I got to do that and I got to do this. But the Bible says, this is Psalm 103 and 10. This is talking about God. For he does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Now, hold on a minute. Our perception about God needs to be renewed. True. Because we have been um, through our own humanity and through our own desire to be perfect. We have made God out into something that he's not. God is very aware of our frailty. You're made out of dirt. He knows that. God is very aware of your propensities. He's very aware of what you struggle with. He's very aware. He knows that there were things in your life that he allowed you to go through that shaped who you are, including what you struggle with. So the whole renewal part is first humbling yourself and saying, you know what? I'm not perfect. And the only way I can be perfect is if I trust God 
and his love for me. So I just wanted to add that in the Absolutely. fact that that's the, that he does not punish you as your sins deserve. God is not out here gloom and doom on you. Um, that's not his initial impulse. His initial impulse is love to draw you in so that your character changes through your relationship with him. So, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that that was pretty much my sentiment. I think, mm-hmm. uh, like I said in the beginning of the Zoom, the, the purpose of these Zooms are... It started out to encourage, but it, it, it has also turned into um, allowing all of us to get in the place that we need to with God. And so we're learning and growing together. This whole season that we've been in has been or has caused at least me. I don't know about you. I mean, I would hope it has caused everybody to self-reflect and to evaluate and assess where you are. In your life, period, naturally, financially, and most importantly, spiritually. Yeah. Because if this year has hasn't taught us anything, it's taught us that we are frail. We're frail and we have absolutely no control over our life. We're finding ourselves now having to submit to God and submit to his ways, draw nearer to him. Because that's where our only protection and our only solace is coming from. We can't even adequately comfort each other because we're all in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And, and I think I'm just on just to further expound on the whole renewal thing. And I thought that was an amazing definition as far as, you know, just making it new again. It's a. Uh, reprogramming almost to say, right? Because you still got the old equipment. You're still going to have your life. You're still going to have your situation. You're still going to have your environment. You're going to still have the same issues, but your mindset needs to be renewed because that's the part that the Lord has expected us to control. Right. 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 You can't snap your fingers and change things like that, but it's our work and, and the things that we have to do is we have to be active about making sure that we are having our minds in the right things, in the right place. Right. And there's so many of you maybe out there who have been trying to, you know, just be perfect and trying to live a certain life and live a certain way. And this is not to say we're giving you a license to do whatever you want, because if you love somebody, you're not going to intentionally hurt them. And just to reiterate that. Mm-hmm. The purpose of renewing your mind, and that that was what I didn't say in light of that example with Noah. Mm -hmm. The fact that you're trying in your own strength is telling me that you're trying to correct the behavior and not the motive. Mm. That's where the issue lies. It lies here and here. Mm -hmm. This is connected. If we're we're renewing our mind and our thoughts, we're taking on the mind of Christ. And that's what's getting renewed. Once you accept Christ, you take on his na- his attributes, his mind. That's what gets renewed daily. Mm-hmm. If you have that mindset, then that will automatically change your behaviors. So, you know, not to bash Noah, but there's a part of him, obviously, that didn't want to have a good day because he'd rather be gratified in himself than have a good day. And that's what made the day good. And that. 
And that's what made the day not good. But I'm just saying for him, in his mind, this would be a good day if everything works out for me. Right. What I like and what I want and what I think, how it should go. Mm. But if we renewing our mind based off the word of God and based off his mind, then what we set out to do will be accomplished because those actions will follow. Amen. Yeah. And this is a work that we're all doing. Like we have to say it because God put it on our right. But I'm telling you right now, we are all a work in progress. Absolutely. No. We no. Are. <laughs> okay. Because we see in the chat, everybody's sympathizing with Noah. Uh, Noah's got sad faces. Noah, you're being used by God. <laughs> you're being used by God. This is just an example. And, 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 and we all have the same examples. And we all are. We all have found ourselves in situations, even as grownups, right? Where, you know, a good day to us is everything going well for us. A good day for us is when we get when our buttons get pressed, you know, we get to, you know, it, we, we have what our own determination of what dictates a good day and our own standard. And the whole point of this is when you love somebody and you have a relationship with somebody, your standard starts to get influenced by theirs. And that's what happens when you start living for, for Christ and, and, and sacrificing. I mean, we married right before we was married. I had my own way of thinking. There's some things that I thought, oh, that's good. Let me just do that. But it was thinking for one person. It was thinking for my own needs, for my own wants, for what I think is cool and what's not. It wasn't room for another person. But once I got married, all of a sudden, what I thought was good ideas started to get influenced. And I had a choice to make. I could choose to either cement my own way of doing things and struggle in a relationship or I could allow the influence to become something that I actually entertained. See, and this is the way the Lord works. The Lord first, when you first meet Jesus and you first have a relationship with the Lord, it starts with influence. His ways start to influence your thoughts. So it'd be something like, I want to go. I used to go to this place, the club, whatever it is. I used to go out socializing, whatever it's going to be. I'm just just picking the club just because it came to my head. doesn't matter. Whatever your thing is, something that's on that line or, you know, it's not really adding anything to your life, but you're just doing it because you're coping and it makes you feel good. And it's not necessarily the best thing for you, but you just do it because you're doing you. You meet the Lord, you start getting influenced by him. You start to feel like, hmm, is this place really good for me? Should I really be doing this? And then you have a choice. You have a choice. You know what? It's not good for me. Let me not go. Then here comes the enemy. Here come your friends. How come you didn't come tonight? How come you didn't do this? And the influencers, the other influencers will come and they will begin to try to dictate or influence you back to what you don't need anymore. So but this is an everyday thing with us in our life with the Lord is that. The more we fall in relationship and love with the Lord, the more our behaviors, the more our decisions are going to be influenced by the Lord. And then the more we surrender and consider, oh, Lord, that's a good idea. I see why that's not good for me. Then we start to get our character changed. Then we start then stuff that we can't stop starts dropping off of us. Why? Because now we're falling in love with the one who first loved us. And I think that's how people's lives get changed. It, 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 look, it, it, stuff don't happen overnight. 
We were talking about this today. We were talking about the Apostle Peter. You know, Peter, you know, was was one of his disciples. And, um, <laughs> you know, even in Jesus presence, Peter still was cussing and stuff. He, you know, he, it was he, he acted on his emotions he, and he, impulse. Very no, impulsive. No self-control. <laughs> just 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 he just. And, and I think that's why I love the Bible so much, because. It gives us an example. You can find yourself in every character in that Bible somewhere. There's somebody that has the same personality yeah, as you. There's at least one character. At least. If you ain't find nobody, you, you ain't identify human. identify with. Yes, right. Absolutely. All of us. But there's a grace that God has given us when we have a genuine, realistic, non-religious relationship with the Lord. And that's the goal. The goal is that we really get to know the Lord. As he liked to be known and as he liked to be revealed to each and every one of us. He wants to meet you where you are. He wants you to have a revelation of who he is so you can see how close he's always been to you. He's always been involved in our lives. And I think it's a I think it's a it's, it's a wonderful thing. So what's coming up here a lot is, you know, dealing with condemnation, you know, dealing with the the the. the Wanting to self-fix mm-hmm. and to do all that stuff. And I mean, just to bring it back to what you said, we can't do that on our own. Right. There's no way for us to, to, to it takes God. Because you said that in the beginning, it was real deep. But I, just in case people didn't get it, when you said it takes God to please God. Right. It's like having that boss or a teacher, somebody that put it out there like, no, this is not good enough. Or I want it this way. They're very particular. And it takes them to please themselves. That's how God is. And that's what he did. He had to come down in the form of flesh to, to appease that part because humanity messed up so bad. Amen. And we disconnected ourselves way back in the garden, disconnected ourselves from him. And the only way that he would get appeased it wasn't through the, the blood of bulls and, and, and goats and, and, and the sacrifices that had been offered up continuously in the temple. Amen. It's not that. going to church and doing and doing our penance to God and, and, and saying, OK, God, I came to church Sunday. I did my duty, my due diligence. No, no. The only thing that can appease and satisfy that whole that sin brought and that gap between God and his creation is the blood of Jesus Christ. So us having a relationship with the Lord is really where the power and strength of our communion with God and the peace that we get and living these everyday lives through the ups and downs of life. That makes it possible. But at the same time, doesn't that excuse our relationship and our responsibility to that love? So there's a line that we're playing here where you're human, but you still got to strive to please God. Right. And the word strive is what I was going to say next. When you read scriptures that deal with conduct, um, uh, there's a a, a myriad of scriptures, especially throughout the, the New Testament that deal with how to live like a Christian, like how we would conduct ourselves as believers of Christ or followers And a lot of times it will be prefaced by saying strive, Mm -hmm. if at all possible, Mm -hmm. live peaceably with all men, Mm -hmm. strive to make the mark. That's implying that you are inevitably going to 
fail Mm -hmm. at some point in time. But the point is like the image that often comes to mind with training or with trying, you may fall, but get back up. You may fail, but try again. And the more you strive, the more you work at it, the stronger you'll become and renewing your mind. Amen. I just had an image when you were talking um, of when Lily was just getting ready to walk. Remember? Mm hmm. And I just I just kept on thinking about that, because when you said striving and falling and striving and falling, the sign of maturity and the sign of growth is that you fall less just so people can understand the responsibility, because we were really we honestly are living in a very loose age. It's very liberal. People are thinking that they can have the cake and eat it, too. And a relationship with God is not like that. Holiness is pertinent, striving to live holy, striving to live a life that is pleasing to God. Demonstrate that you love the Lord. The Bible says, Jesus said, if you love me, you do what I say. If you don't love me, then you're going to do whatever you want. So there's that delicate balance of if I fall, then I get back up. But I'm not practicing falling. I'm practicing walking. If I do happen to fall, I'm going to get back up and try not to fall again. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's really what it is. It's practicing your balance in the Lord. Practicing balancing you and balancing the Lord. But it ain't you holding the balance. It's the Lord. It's not your equilibrium that you're leaning on. You're standing on the Lord, if that makes sense. I just wanted to read this. Yeah. Colossians. And we're almost done. Um, Colossians 3, starting at the first verse. Therefore, since you have been raised with Christ, strive. There goes that word. For the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your minds Mm. on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ Jesus. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, the components of your earthly nature. Sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming on the sons of disobedient. When you lived among them, you also used to walk in these ways. But now you must put aside all such things as anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. The point that I want to draw out is the fact that it says to put to death. Mm. When you put something to death and something dies, you take the time to put the deceased in a coffin or a casket. You dig the ditch, you dig the grave and you make it deep enough so that there's no sign once the grass grows that there's anything underneath it. Mm. Mm -hmm. So you need to dig your grave and put to death those things in you that are contrary to God. And trust me, I'm speaking to myself. Oh, please. All of us are. Trust me, I'm speaking to myself. Amen again. We're called to put to death those things in us so that we can rise up with Christ. And it's a process. Yeah. It's a process. Yeah. Well, Lord, we thank you and we praise you for yet another week, another Sunday, another opportunity that you have called us all together and you've gathered us around the table to feast off your word, God. We thank you for the privilege to be able to commune with you and have a relationship with you. You are the creator of the entire universe 
the world as we know it and the world we don't know. You are God over all of it. Yes, Lord. Lord, we come to you. We appreciate you. We love you. We can't say enough about you, God. Lord, as we have heard the words that have gone forth, Lord, we pray that you will bring your word back to us, back to our remembrance, that as we go throughout our daily life and we find ourselves in those scenarios that will cause us to act a certain way or think a certain way that you will bring back to our remembrance what you told us. Yes, Lord. Lord, we pray above all else that we would be in the right place with you and that our relationship with you will be in right standing, that we will live in a way that's pleasing to you and you alone. All those things in us that need to change, that need to fall off, we pray, God, that through your divine wisdom and through the receiving of your love and through accepting your patience and your sovereignty Mm. and through renewing our mind, Mm. those things will begin to fall off of us. Yes. And we'll look up and recognize the growth that has taken place through you, God. Mm. We thank you and we praise you for just being God to us. Thank you, Lord. Your goodness, your mercy, your grace. We thank you for all of it, God. In Jesus' name.